Say Combine Harvester in an Australian accent. Combine Harvester? There you see, you can't do it. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the g.e.e.podcast. This is episode 40. Did I miss the K? It's the g.e.e.e. podcast. Did I say that? Yeah, you didn't say the K. Right, hang on a minute. <laughs> I could, okay. I can put that sound effect in in post if you want. No, let's just okay. cut out that whole beginning part. Right, start again. <laughs> Say Combine Harvester in an Australian accent. Combine Harvester? There you see, you can't do it. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the G.E.E.K podcast. Yeah. This is episode With extra K. 40! Forty, yeah, weeks old. We are now today, and I'm going to call it Special K. In, in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> for more than one reason, <laughs> and I love it. Um, but yeah, so in dog years, we'd be like dead old now. We'd be dead, I think. Is it triple or something or quadruple? Dog. Don't know dogs. I don't know dogs. I we should ask Claire. Claire knows dogs. I think that might not be a bad job. Yeah, but although I don't really think people actually care. No, I, I don't. I'll be quite honest. I'm Dan, and he's Reg. I am Reg. And, and Steve is not here. Steve is not with us, yep. unfortunately. I think we could save, on every single podcast, around about eight to ten seconds of the show um, by just not even mentioning when he's not here, but saying when he is here. You know what? That would actually probably be a better idea. Yeah, because then we could cram in an extra eight to ten seconds of uh, amazing news and exciting stuff. That's remotely funny. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, unless you've got a, a hilarious reason why Steve isn't here. I think probably best just editing that bit out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, the thing is, I've I've run out of of Steve jokes. I didn't oh, think it would be possible. Forty episodes in, it finally happened. <laughs> it finally happens, and well, because I, I haven't seen him for a while, I I can't quite figure out if it's the fact that because he might be supporting Movember like myself. Do you um, reckon? That basically what's happened is he went past the uh, playground and the police just yeah. grabbed him thinking he looks a little bit suspicious. Maybe. But I've I've seen him with a tash. It it does look a little bit better than yours. I'm sorry to Ouch. say, Reg. Uh, we do need <laughs> to address cool this. One. We do need to address this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, over in the UK we do this thing called Movember. I it's don't it's everywhere it's now. Is it a worldwide everywhere. thing? Everywhere. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so I'm supporting Movember. Um, I really can't grow facial hair. No matter how hard I usually try, fails miserably. Um, so we were sitting in work, everyone was taking the piss out of me. And then I basically got bullied into doing for November. Um, so I do have a... A most space. A most space. Um, I will post it up on our, our Twitter account, which is... Um, oh, yeah. Twitter.com forward slash g.e.e.k. Yeah, you remember the K well then. I did. And it's obviously not dots, it's E. And it'll be on Facebook as well because everything on Twitter goes on Facebook, which happens to be facebook.com forward slash d.e.e.k. And do you know what you should do? Yeah, because it's a bit late now, but what you should have done was taken a photo every day in the same position, and I could have done a little, you know, a time lapse thing for it, and that could have been a video to go onto the YouTube account, which is youtube.com forward slash d.e.e.k. That would have been such a boring video because you've seen how long it gets to that point amazing. and it just stops. <laughs> it would be like three or four photos of a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit. There it is, and then it would just be like same, 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 different shirt, different shirt. Yeah, yeah. it's it's quite. I wouldn't say it's a feeble effort because I've tried so hard. But my facial hair just won't grow, and I think it's unfair. I'm sure I'm I can't still like talk. a 14-year-old boy. I'm the same. I'm exactly so the it's, same. It's quite harsh, and mm. I don't like it. Yeah, Steve seems to be all right. Every now and again, he's done like a full beard. Not quite a big, bushy beard, but like a proper, you know. Like a Brian Blessed a, beard. Not, oh. Do you know what? I think if he grew a Brian Blessed beard, I think you'd be a lot nicer to him. Only if he has his voice, because Steve's got a vague, I like them. <laughs> Sort of voice, wow. so you can imagine like a very bushy beard with the campus <laughs> voice. Never. Oh dear. 
I'm watching Glee! It's wonderful! Want to buy a MacBook? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all he ever asks. So, yeah. Yes. So I think we've sealed the deal there completely. Okay, who had the best Brian Blessed impression there? Me. Well, we all know how amazing my impressions are. True. They Say are. Combine Harvester in an Australian accent. <laughs> do it. Combine Harvester? There you see. What is see, that? you can't. You can't do it. You cannot do it. Try it at home, kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's just awful. But I don't do impressions anyway. Yeah. Um, but you know who is that good at doing impressions? I don't know. Stephen Lynch. I went to see Stephen Lynch. On um, Saturday evening in Liverpool. Okay. It was great. He loved doing his Mike Tyson impression. Who's Stephen Lynch? Stephen Lynch is a singer, songer, singer, songer? He's a stand up comedian that writes songs, um, performs them. He also got a Tony nominee award for doing the uh, Wedding Singer Broadway show. Oh, right. I did not know that. He did that. I didn't even know there was a Wedding Singer um, Broadway show. Yeah, fair enough. It went on for quite a while. All right. Um, but he is absolutely hilarious. He can be quite dark, um, very, very twisted. Like if you know him, um, okay. Likes of for all the ladies. If you don't know him, please don't go and listen to that. It's <laughs> your first Stephen Lynch song because it's just, it's really dark. Um, so I was a little bit unsure about taking the missus, um, because obviously, my sense of humour is a lot darker than hers. Um, so I was a bit unsure how how she would take it. Turns out he didn't play anything really that offensive. Oh. He just played really funny, fantastic songs. Um, oh, it was a dead weird intro though, because um, we literally walked in. Now with it being a like a sort of stand-up comedy sort of night, I expected the first act to be comedy. Okay. Um, yeah. It wasn't. It was a burlesque dance um, by Brilliant. Gina Darling, which is you know Kate Middleton, the the okay. lady of the, the year. <laughs> the lady of the year. Lady of the manor. Okay. The princess of Cambridge or something. Something like that. She's a princess of something. Yeah. Um, well, it's her her cousin done a burlesque dance um, for us, and it went on for about 10 minutes. Ash was giving me daggers throughout it, going like. Because <laughs> you were watching. And I was like, I'm sorry. She's like, what have you brought me to? And I was like, I thought it was Stephen Lynch. I, I genuinely don't know. And there's like 10 of us, and everyone's just staring at me, knowing that Ash is giving me daggers. And I was like, oh, dear God. <laughs> Oh, this isn't good. Um, but turns out that was quite entertaining. Um, afterwards, as well, she was hanging around, and uh, Ash went up to her and was like, "Can I just say you've got a wonderful ass?" And Katrina uh, <laughs> Darling was like, "Ash, Ash did, this. yeah." Mm-hmm. And Katrina uh, Darling was like, "Really? Oh, thanks very much. That means quite a lot." Here, have a signed photo. What's your name? And Ash was like, <laughs> "I don't know if I want one of these." Uh, Ashley. So I've got in my room um, this signed photo of Katrina Darling for for Ash. Brilliant. Um, which is great, but I'm not allowed to look at it, apparently. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's just a bit weird. Um, but after that, he had basically his his mini crew with him now that he has. He has a couple of guys and um, and a female vocalist now, uh, which appeared on the last album, which was Lion, um, Courtney J. Um, she's like a country singer, okay. um, but she obviously does some comedy now as well. And the duets were perfect. Uh, it was just such a funny night. It was unbelievable. He came on and um, he basically apologised because he had jet lag. Now, usually jet lag, I thought, oh, this is going to be really boring. He's going to be dead lethargic and he's not going to really want to do much. Mm. Apparently, jet lag makes him even crazier than normal. (laughs) Wow. Um, He came out basically all in Union Jack. Just literally anything you could think of, possibly you could wear that's Union Jack associated. He had it all on. Uh, He came out (laughs) doing Cockney impressions, realised he was in the wrong place, (laughs) and then went, Oh, are you? Uh, oh, cut right, impressions. Here's, here's, a, uh, here's a song that I, I wrote, and uh, it goes like this. That's Brommy Red. Doing Imagine All the People. I see, I can't do impressions. No. Um, but yeah, then he started doing Imagine by John Lennon, uh, but changing a few of the words around just so it looked like it was him that created it. Dead funny. Um, and then he'd done the usual sort of every other joke. It was a Beatles joke for the first five minutes. Okay. And yeah. then went, right, okay, now I've run out of Liverpool sort of jokes. Um, let's get on some comedy <laughs> and then just went off um, he chatted so much that he missed the blinking lights for the intermission um, oh, right. so there was no intermission halfway through he just continued going for it um, that's a good thing and he was just he played for about two hours maybe just over two hours um, and he was just superb uh, predominantly sort of mainly all the new stuff uh, but obviously he knows where his, his bread is buttered and he played 
quite a few of like the old not the the mainstream stuff that I really want them to play but I don't think mainstream is the the word I suppose not he he didn't play the songs that that people really want him to play so he didn't do like the Special Olympics he didn't play he didn't play Talk To Me Um, he didn't he played Special Ed which is Ace what's Talk To Me about Reg which one what's Talk To Me about Talk To Me is about without ruining the song although I'm going to have to now it's about um, him being downstairs and his dad catching him masturbate for the first time that's essentially thirty. That sums up his his music, his musical styling, <laughs> his comedy. Yeah, in certain ways. He and you can imagine Special Olympics <laughs> goes a little bit offensive. Special Olympics are probably one of my favourites, um, but he also sung Special Ed as well, um, or a little bit special, which is great about his best mate uh, when he was a kid who was a little bit mentally not all there. Right. Uh, and his mate ends up making him when he like hits him around the head with a, a big plank thing, <laughs> makes him not that special, not that clever either. Um, but everyone realised that when he goes, Special Ed, it sounds just like Special Reg. So the whole time the <laughs> back row of the theatre was going, Special Reg, and singing the song, but to me and laughing at me and then calling me special, which I was like, oh, that's, that's really... Did yeah, you know the entire back row? Yeah, we do it like all our, all our <laughs> lot. Um, but yeah, it was, it was quite bad. Um, and it turns out, though, the... You see, obviously, do you have the people that try and throw in the insults and stuff to him and try and get him to bite back? Yeah. Um, turns out his one thing is asking him to do the bowling song. He's got a bowling song, which apparently he's not a massive fan of. Right. And, uh, yeah, if you request it, he goes mental. Uh, this guy kept requesting it, and he was like, you want the bowling song? Huh? Huh? You want the bowling song? Started smashing the keyboard, and I went, here's your fucking bowling song! And started giving him loads of fingers and just going mental at this guy. Um, but, yeah. But that's definitely part was, of the show, though, isn't it? Surely. Yeah. But it was brilliant. There was a hobo playing banjo um, throughout it, which was great. And apparently Just a random one. Yeah, he went off to eat squirrel jerky. And, uh, <laughs> we didn't see him again for a while, but he was great. He then also decided to do a song. Um, it was like a little bit so Stephen Lynch could actually have a three-minute break. The hobo done like a banjo solo, uh, which was ace, and then turned it into... Good banjo solo. And then turned it into a really wrong song. Um, <laughs> he ended up doing it called Ragtime Man. Um which is when a lady has that special time with the man, <laughs> he will happily be there That's to, a clever ha- to have intercourse with her. It's a very clever title. <laughs> um, but it, it gets quite seedy, and it was just so funny. Um, but yeah, the whole show was was fantastic. Courtney J, who appears on the record as well, uh, she was she was superb. She re- just bounced off him so well, and um, apparently she's got a thing for Scott. Stan, is it for the guy, main guy from Creed? Scott Stapp. Yeah, Scott Stapp. Uh, she's got a massive crush on on him. So wow. every other song when um, Steve Lynch was singing, he would end up going yeah, and just doing the uh, the Creed impressions and really winding her up over it. But everyone could do a Creed impression, perfect. Even you, because that was all right. Yes. This is exactly yeah. what he was doing. And then he was going on about how the first time he met uh, Courtney and she was quite a fan of him. So she came running up to him with arms wide open. Uh. Um, and it was just so many bad jokes. Um, but yeah, he was he was just hilarious the entire way through it. Really, really good. Um, so if you haven't heard of him, hmm. you've got to go and... Um, is he on like Spotify and stuff? He's on Spotify and Deezer. Deezer. Um, if you if you download Superhero, it's one of the free albums that he's put up. Um, oh, right. And it's it's super. It's like a live show uh, he does. But the Superhero song, which is his big, huge, like let's get the crowd participation going. Oh, right, on, okay. He didn't play, and everyone was gutted because basically Superhero, he sits down and he pretends as though he's speaking to a bunch of kids with a guitar, and he's like, "Okay, kids, let's sing a song about superheroes." Now, think of a superhero. And usually, you know, people are like, oh, um, uh, X-Ray Man. But at a Stephen Lynch gig, it's like, Herpes Man, or Butt Sex Guy. And it's just... And then he just freestyles. Yeah, he freestyles a song about it all. And it's amazingly funny. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm quite gutted he didn't play it. But at the same time, he was so funny that I don't really care what I missed out on because he just more than made up for it, which is nice. Amazing. Question, though. Did he uh, climb up uh, a ladder... Thirty foot into into the uh, and jump off into the crowd. He did not do he a didn't. watski. He did not do a watski. No, mate. Well, what was that about? Yeah. What was that about? So last week we talked in length about how he went to see uh, Watsky, uh, George Watsky, amazing rapper, poet, all round awesome guy, YouTube legend. Um, 
Yeah, and he put on an amazing show. Interviewed him afterwards. You can go and see it on our YouTube channel. Um, and at, at one point during the show in Manchester, he decided he'd climb up on top of a speaker stack. And as he got about halfway, the ones at the top clearly weren't really attached very well and they were wobbling. And you could see the thought in his head, like, do I keep going? He carried on trying to climb, but it just wobbled a bit more. And he was like, no, this is a bit too dangerous. I don't want to hurt anyone. And he climbed down. I love that he actually yeah. said that as well. He actually said, no, I don't yeah. want to hurt anyone, so I'm going to climb off. Yeah, please. exactly. <laughs> but um, he, he's known for that. Like, the, the, the last show he did in Manchester, he was um, tanging off rafters and stuff like that. It was a low roof, so he could climb up and get to it and whatever. Nothing dangerous. So... Yesterday, I think it was, Sunday, um, he was playing in London at the Warp Tour. Um, and I think it was Alexander Palace, yeah. which is massive, absolutely yeah. massive. Um, so really, really big show. Um, and he decided he'd go and find something to climb on. And there was a ladder, one of the little rope ladders you normally see like on big like festival stages that the lighting guys would climb up to the lighting rigs to set them. So he decided he'd climb up this ladder, got to the top, Climbed out onto the lighting rig and just, you know, band still playing <laughs> and he's there. Amazing. Yeah, there's a video of this on YouTube and he just, you, you can just see his hesitation for about a split second and he's like, nah, I'm just going to do it. Jumps off 30 foot above the crowd, jumps off into the crowd. Like, yeah, catch me. <laughs> um, yeah, people tried to catch him. People ended up in hospital. Yeah, broken arm, broken <laughs> leg. Yeah. And the other one was knocked unconscious, Jeez. wasn't he? <laughs> the dude, and he, Watsky, fair play to him, went to the hospital and actually hung around to For six apologize. hours, yeah, <laughs> and he said he was going back. So, I mean, obviously, yeah, the video, it's it's got something like about 180,000 views in the space of, of like 12 hours. Um, and... He'd been a bit. He'd been kind of silent on it, but he he posted uh, something to his Facebook where he explained how he felt about it, what was going through his head and stuff. And um, I won't read it all because it's quite long. But if you go and search for Watsky on Facebook or on on Twitter, he's there. It's um, G Watsky on Twitter. G Watsky. Yeah, the letter G, not you're my G G E E, just G. Um, yeah, and essentially he just says, "Look, I feel so bad. I'm. I don't know what was going through my head. All I can say is." I've always kind of been, when I was younger, he used to be like really nervous with things like that. He wouldn't jump, you know, off a diving board or anything like that. So with his shows, with the kind of the buzz and that he gets from the crowd, he's got more and more confidence. So right. he started doing all these things like crowd surfing. Like you said, 10 years ago, we could have never done anything like that. So now he's, it's like he's testing himself, like he's pushing himself more and more each show. And this, there was an opportunity to do kind of the pinnacle of this. And... It was a mix of, of you know, it, his head wasn't in the sort of place where he could think, this is stupid and dangerous. This was like, this is going to be so cool, because he was just really, really into the show. So I'm just because he didn't shout out, swan dive. Yeah. <laughs> Swag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. And it's, it's then the comments on the Facebook are just full of fans going, oh, it's really big of you to, um, you know, man up to this and just apologise and whatever. And then there's a couple of people like Are you people for real. Like he could have killed someone. He could have killed himself, but he could have killed his fans. And people are like, oh, "Come on, the, the guy who had a broken arm, he's going to be able to, you know, thirty years time, he's going to be, hey kids, guess what? What uh, happened? I, I, you know, Watsky <laughs> broke my arm. And they're going to be, what? You know, Who's Watsky, Daddy? <laughs> is it just no? <laughs> like I, I still, I still love the guy's music, I, I, and I totally, um, like it's really good that he you can tell from his apology he is very genuine um but i'll agree with him in that that was the stupid thing anyone could do why why would that even cross it was mind? but i think i probably would do something similar yeah I, I mean i think if you get the buzz off like read you see how much he loved just jumping off into the crowd and how much fun he was having yeah. with it and he was blatantly, like you said, feeling the buzz, clocked the rope ladder and went, well, nothing can go wrong with no, this. No, exactly. And I, then I get why he, why he did it. Because he's quite thin, he's not exactly like a fat guy that, you know, would be easy <laughs> to be able to be sort of caught, I suppose. Yeah. But he just jumped. Instead of, like, trying to get land, like, vertically, or horizontally, he sorry. Lands, he just, I can't remember. He, no, yeah, he lands he just, literally. He just looks like he just goes vertically right down, just legs just like feet on someone. Just yeah. flailing. I'm like, wow. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. But at the same aspect, like, I... You know, he wanted to do something, yeah. like, a little bit better, because Warped, obviously, you, you've got the, the whole 
buzz of it going. It's supposed to be a little bit more extremey and I think it could. I think it could have been any show. I just think that it was just he was enjoying the show. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, if it if it paid off and he didn't actually hurt anyone, everyone would have been like, "Oh my yeah, god, it would have been this. legendary." That was the best thing, and you know, people trying to repeat it. <laughs> but that was never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that never really just happened. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I like it. It makes me think absolutely no different of him. He's still awesome. I just um, want to see what he's going to do next. So I hope nothing, it doesn't tone him down. No, completely. Absolutely. Enough of music. Okay. We haven't talked about games much over the last few weeks, you know. No, because there's, there's, there's been quite a, a short coming, so yeah. to speak. Because but not anymore. The, the next gen. Yeah, and which is now upon us. Well, yeah. let's be fair. It was already upon us because, of course, the Wii U was out, Reg. Sorry? The, the Wii U. Wii U! The Wii U. Doesn't ring any bells. Oh, okay. Sorry. Never mind. Well, the PlayStation 4 got released last week. Ah! Yeah, in America at least. Yeah. Although, and quite <coughs> a few people also had it early as well, which is nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the same. The Xbox One is my favourite, though. There's a guy, I think we did we chat about this on the pod last week? Not quite sure. Don't There's know a guy who uh, pre ordered an Xbox One, um, and he, he, he was dead late ordering it, basically. Yeah. He was like, oh, crap, I'm not going to get one for day one now. Um, and then he ordered it, Turned literally up. on like on the Friday. On the Monday, he came home and there was a big box waiting for him. He's like, "What's this?" And Target had sent through <laughs> all their Xbox One pre-orders early, so he managed to get hold of his, his Xbox One. Wow! And he's like, "Amazing!" Went on there, started showing people how to use it, and he just banned his account. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, fair play. Me. He deserved it for just boasting about it. To be honest, um, but yeah, so we had that fun. And now we've got the fun of the PlayStation 4. Yes. Light of well, yeah. Um, so um, they sold apparently a million units on yeah, day one, which is, which is amazing. Which I was like, that sounds like a lot. And it is a lot. And that's just in North America. Um, before we get into Blue Light of Death, um, I want to talk about, I want to kind of put that into perspective. Because I was, I was like, I don't know, I can't really picture what a, mil- what a million is in comparison to some of the others. Um, however, if you compare it to PlayStation 3 launch, right, in comparison, the PlayStation 3 uh, on the first day sold 100, in fact, the first week sold 197,000 units. So it's a so hell of an increase. Five times that in the space of one day. Um, yeah, like the before um, before this launch, the Wii um, was kind of the, the highest, the highest week one sales and that was on 600,000 but that was released well not worldwide but in about you know in, in a good half a dozen countries yeah um 325,000 in Europe in the first two days uh 370,000 in Japan yeah so a lot of people are saying well is Xbox going to be able to live up to it I mean the Xbox 360 sold 326,000 in its first two weeks so it's uh, in comparison to PS3, it did sell more in the first couple of weeks, but it, um, millions a yeah, long way the, to go. The other thing, a lot though, of people have spent the, their money. You know, with, with, with the 360, is the fact that the 360 was out a long, long time before the PS3 came out. So, in retrospect, that might be why, because that was the first one yeah, that was still, a bit more. But then next people year. would have had the money to then go and buy another but one. They wouldn't want, and like, same as yourself, you haven't got a PlayStation 3 yet. No, there's quite if there's the majority of the gamers once they've got an next gen console. But I think it's less likely we'll now because you're not going to get people who are going to buy two so close to each other. You've you've seemed to have yeah, two you'll have one split. or the other now. But I th- I think personally, I, I'll be surprised if Xbox make it. I think they'll sell the same. But um, the thing is, it's a it's more of a global launch, isn't it? It's it's that out in like is it eight nine, eight, nine in, countries or something like yeah. that? Yeah. The thing, the thing with with the Xbox as well, though, is the like it's never really done well over in Asia. No, all like America and Europe has always been the sort of strongest point. Yeah, for Xbox. absolutely. Um, whereas PlayStation just seems to be quite not well, dominant everywhere yeah. nowadays. And and at the end of the day, the difference is the price as well. The the, yeah. the PS3, <clears throat> you know, hundred hundred odd thousand units in in the first week, hundred ninety seven thousand. Um, it was what six seven hundred dollars. Yeah, it was, it was very expensive. Yeah. Um, so it's. I think that's gonna have the same effect. You might find that, um, like, there's the same. They take the same amount of money in the space of a day, but they won't sell the same amount of consoles. I no. think that's the likely number. Um, but interestingly, right? What is the highest selling 
um, piece of consumer electronics in week one sales. Nintendo, nice. No. Um, is it a game console? Um, if not, I'm going to go for George Foreman. <laughs> in week the, one. The grill. Not, yeah, just not, not George that, Foreman himself. When the George <laughs> Foreman grill came out, it was such a huge hit that everyone had to have it the first week. Yes. Yeah. I really don't think they could have uh, made 8 million George Foreman grills for week one sales. Oh. Um, now, what, uh, I, I, I thought it would be something like an iPhone, and that was close. That was about 5 million in, in one week. However, Xbox Connect. What? 8 million in one week worldwide. Really? Yeah. Um, right, yeah. I bizarre that, but... I would never have guessed that, to be honest. No, absolutely. But it's the truth, according to IGN. Um, but yes. Now the other the other thing is the launch wasn't without its hiccups. No. <laughs> so it did have quite a few. The the main one being apparently this blue light of death, um, which they do keep saying you know it, it it's fixable, um, and if you can't actually fix it, then don't you worry. Um, they obviously will offer the, the sort of the refund in exchange <laughs> when they've got but, more to sell. But it's along from what I can sort of gather, isn't it the the power output um, that basically isn't consistent enough to to keep everything flowing? So it's basically having a hard time trying to catch it up. Mm. Um, but apparently, it's it's taking a hell of a lot of time for for people to actually try and sort it out. Like uh, one of the guys on one of the big gaming sites uh, got the retail box copy, so it wasn't like here's one to send out to me to make sure everything's okay. all right. He got one off the shelf, um, and basically for an money. hour. He was literally just inserting a disc, taking out, inserting a disc, taking out, inserting a disc, taking out, inserting a disc, and going through like that until eventually it picked it up and he could play it. And he was like, hey! Took it off and then eventually it just stopped completely. Hmm. So he was like, oh, um, well, that's a bit rubbish. Um, Apparently they've got a fix in place now, um, so that won't happen. But that happened to, I think they said 4%. of. um, See, that's a lot. It is considering how many they sold. Oh, it's only 4%. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, four percent, one in twenty, on day one had that problem. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. That is a lot. A lot of unhappy people who spent, I mean, whatever it was, four hundred fifty dollars on a a big uh, expensive brick. Yep. But right, if you could just say that Sony have a huge list um, that they've been compiling. Of games that have been requested by fans, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, that they like to tease yep, us yep, with. Yep. Um, basically, they do. If you could imagine it, um, what it is, it's just a huge list from people that have been tweeting, um, asking them basically what they want to appear on the PlayStation format. Um, the biggest title so far has blatantly been Final Fantasy Type Zero. It's been a huge hub to try and get this onto the format. Which, yeah, fair play will be great. However, what is also up there, Shenmue. There's wow. a massive, massive hype that Shenmue will be coming to the PlayStation format. Um, they're not going to let us know if it's going to be like a HD remake, um, or if it's just going to be straight ports going to the Vita, um, or if, in fact, it could be all three and then Shenmue 3. Um, but all I will say is it's all very, very, very exciting. Um, but the, the one, the main guys who are actually... Um, looking after the list um, and Adam Boys um, is his name and he was going on a, about how he's so surprised that basically this Shenmue um, has made it so far mm. um, and he really underestimates the actual the fan the fan base and the power that, that's trying to drive Shenmue um, and yeah he's he was a really nice guy he mentioned it chatted about it quite a bit um, he really loves his JRPGs um, so obviously he was really happy that Final Fantasy Type Zero came through, okay. um, but then he's also loving um, the the amount of fans that, that Shenmue's got, like over ten thousand mentions, um, literally like on the space of like the third of each month. <laughs> third of each month, of so course. That's what happens, but then of obviously course. going through the month itself happens. But mm. he said you can always see the spike uh, coming through, um, and yeah, he's he's saying that basically it's going to be a, a challenge trying to get it all sorted out. Uh, due to publishing light licenses and laws, but he said we should hopefully be able to see something soon. Just, it's from what I've heard, Sega are the people who are dragging their heels. Yeah. Um, while we're on the subject of Shenmue, though, did you? Um, does, uh, have you ever heard of a com- comedian? I never have. I'll just intro it by saying that. Have you ever heard of a comedian called Imran Yusuf? 
Oh, he's my favourite. Yeah. Um, well, uh, British comedian, and he um, is doing, basically he's doing a bit of a tour around uh, Asia. He's going to Hong Kong, China, and Japan. Right. Um, and he's a massive Shenmue fan. So Amazing. he's doing it as the reverse Shenmue pilgrimage. He's gone to Hong Kong, like he's gone to Kowloon. And oh, like amazing. So on his, his Twitter feed, there's just loads of photos of him. Like there's one here. I'm head deep in Shenmue trying to find Landy as I ask Wan Chai Wadoko Dezka. And <laughs> photo of him standing there. And oh, I've seen that pic, but then yeah. never bothered looking at it properly. So I was like, what? Goes the to the Kowloon Mosque. Pilgrimage continues. I searched for the formidable Landy, but he wasn't here. Kowloon. Amazing. There you go, you might recognise that. Oh. Yeah. So, um, I really yeah. want to play now. God damn it. It's like I was speaking with one of the um, one of our followers um, on Facebook the other day. Mm. And uh, he was going through, basically, uh, last week or the week before I was talking about the, the wrestling game, uh, the new one, WWE uh, yes. 14. Mm-hmm. Or w, yeah. yeah. Um, and just how great it is for the 30 years of WrestleMania. Um, and we were gabbing about it, doing all the stories, and then we started moving on to game soundtracks. Like, what's, what's your favourite game soundtrack? Okay. What brings back like your, your childhood memories, if you can hear something like mine would be like the ocean um intro for you know the publisher ocean yeah yeah, like, yeah. Little jingles <laughs> like that and it's like oh my god and then we start just going like long plays or like bitmap brothers um oh, and wow. just things like that which is like amazing and then he brought across to my attention um the some guy has actually composed well cut together a video of the final fantasy main theme um but done from final fantasy one all the way through until six, I think it is, which was before it went all digi, um, and he's hmm. cut it all together to just compose it as the one, and awesome. it, it goes together really nicely. Um, and I was like, oh, the Hasco is one of my favourite themes, but then I remember that my favourite tune is actually Eris's theme. Um, I absolutely love the Eris's theme um, from Final Fantasy Seven. And basically, as soon as I put it on, I was like, oh, God, I need to play that game again. And then a tear sort of comes to my eyes, and I was like, that's a really sad part. Oh, Reg. And then I don't know what's going on with me recently, because Up made me really upset. Like, <laughs> I got really emotional through Up. If you if you don't get emotional during the intro to Up, you, you're dead inside. Yeah. And dead. Walking dead. I got quite emotional through <laughs> Walking Dead as well. So... Like, like, yeah, I don't know if we can say much, but like, I, no. we've, we've latest episode, I literally, I just nearly weed. That was dead exciting, but it's Glenn. I'm really oh, okay. I, yeah, yeah. That's I don't want to say don't. too much. No, don't. But I love that guy, and like, you know, he's he's not dead or anything. So I bet he's a big so, K-pop so, fan. So, so don't fret. Um, I don't support anything like that. I just for some reason things are just triggering with me I'm like what the hell is going on wow. and I don't know if it's this relationship thing that I've got myself into with, with Ash where she finds <laughs> stuff and I'm sort of like you know finding myself this relationship really thing you've got yourself into yeah how long have you been with it just all I know, of a sudden but I think this is why now it's sort of happening wow. now I'm like uh oh okay. this isn't Getting good realistic so I need to go out and beat up some kittens and stuff just to make Sounds myself good. feel a little bit better but if you found a kitten in a box in a in a cemetery, um, what would you uh, call it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Shemu reference. Nice. Really obscure, <laughs> really obscure Shemu reference. What? Yeah. What was your favourite? Um, I can't fucking remember now. Oh, <laughs> you call yourself a fan. I know that's anyway. really shocking, isn't it? Never mind. I know I'll it means warrior out. in English. Wow. <laughs> But um, I genuinely can't remember off the top of my head. But while you're on the subject of weird zombie things, uh, Last of Us. Yes. DLC. Which is which is going to be really nice. Now, obviously, you've had already had the multiplayer pack um, that's come through. Um, now, what they have done as well is they've released a sort of a prequel um, to The Last of Us in the form mm-hmm. of a graphic novel. Yeah. Um, which is actually really, really good. The American you, Dreams. Or something. Yeah, American Dreams. Mm-hmm. If you haven't actually watched it, uh, watched it. If you haven't read it, and you're you're a massive fan of the game, go back and read it. The story is brilliant. It's basically Ellie and a girl called Riley. Um, Riley plays a big part in the graphic novel, like a huge part in it. Right. And right. This is actually sort of coming across into the into the add-on. Um, so basically. You get to play as Ellie the entire the way through. So the bond that you had with uh, Joel and Ellie in the main game, 
they're hoping you're going to be able to have that exact same sort of bond with Ellie and Riley in the DLC. It's going to be quite a lengthy DLC as well, which is really nice. Um, the game itself is superb, so I imagine the DLC is going to be fantastic as well. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And also, just to tease us even more, Naughty Dog have announced a, uh, a teaser for the Uncharted next Uncharted series. Um, which which might not have nice. Nathan Drake in it. No. I, I don't know. It Potentially... Could, but depending on where they're going from, people are saying that it's going to start drifting apart from the actual the main series, um, and there's going to be quite a bit concentrating like on the graphic novels and stuff like that, and the comics okay. they've been releasing of Uncharted. Like when he says it's been 15 years, uh, you've left me in this ruin, and you know now it's time for me to, to have a comeback, um, and he wants his revenge. This guy who's having voice, who's voicing over the trailer, right. you don't know who it is. He doesn't say who he is. Um, but basically, the the saying it's a guy. I think it's uh, Mark Doughty. I think his name was in the um, in the comic or the graphic novel. I can't quite remember. I'm pretty sure it's it's Mark Doughty, uh, Michael Doughty. Sorry, um, in it. And yeah, he's an awesome character in the comics. If you haven't again read him, read him because I don't want to spoil too much about it. Uh, but he's fantastic. And that time difference makes sense. Yeah. Um, in that aspect, and I'm hoping that's the way they do go with it. Um, it's really good. They don't show anything in the trailer, um, gameplay-wise. They're basically just going around a map uh, with writing going through. It's just literally a little teaser trailer. Yeah, uh, like about they are doing it. But, I mean, I expected it, obviously, for PlayStation 4. They were going to do an Uncharted. But it's just a really, really weird event they decided to announce. It's like the Spike TV PlayStation 4 launch. Yeah. Well, I was like, if you're going to do it, you yeah. know, it's not going to be coming out, I reckon, until about, what, 2015? And it's, it's going PlayStation to be, 4 launch. It's very late. Yeah, I could see that. So, yeah, but if you're going to do that and then leave people waiting for two years, <laughs> I think it just makes people get really excited about the fact. Okay, PlayStation 4 is out, and I may buy one in future if I haven't bought one today. I think what you really would have done is done it the night before the, the or like maybe a couple of days before the Xbox One launch, if that's what they were sort of going to go yeah. for. Oh, there'll be something. But although. <laughs> With blooming Microsoft trying to be all like nice pally pally good sports, I retw- retweeted a, a picture they put up on Twitter, and it was like, "Congratulations, Sony, on your successful launch." Yeah, just like, only wow. because when we won't be able to match those figures, exactly. Please don't have a go at us. Yeah, that's, oh. it's got to be setting that up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, there's a massive part of me just hoping it's just really nice, gentlemanly. Yeah, uh, way to do. I no, I would not. love them to coexist because end of the day, they kind of do. Yeah. There's enough exclusives on each one to make me kind of feel like I'd want both. Yeah, I I, I do want a PlayStation. Just I can't afford to have a PlayStation in it, but I know that time's coming soon, and the amount of games that I really have to play, just <laughs> massive. Yeah, I've got about fifty-six of them. That you probably 60 not. Yeah, up there that you need to play. <laughs> exactly. Just yeah, you're gonna be my uh, my blockbuster. Yeah, I'll be your PlayStation whore. Yeah. Um, you can play the game. Wow. Mm. And uh, happy birthday to Worms. Yeah, yesterday they were 18 years 18 old. 18 years old. Actually, I genuinely can't believe it's that long ago. No, it's but then when I think crazy. about then how old I was 18 years ago, I'm thinking, actually, yeah, it was about right. I mean, think about it. You probably think, like, Lemmings. That, that I could easily believe, was 20-plus years ago. Yeah. And... Worms was literally just a kind of a, you know, an edit, a, a kind of same graphic style, probably same engine and everything as Lemmings, the original Worms, because mm. it was just the blocky, wasn't it? So why not, you know? It's just bad because I remember playing like years ago, like when obviously when it first came out. I remember playing it so vividly as well. Mm. I remember Luke, our Chris, like my brother, we used to play a load, like play it a lot. And I remember one day he completely lost it with me at the school holidays. Because uh, I just battered him. It must have been like eight nil, um, and he just launched it into the bin, and basically started beat me up, um, <laughs> like you know the really brotherly thing to do. Of course. And then afterwards, we got basically frog marched downstairs. You're not allowed to compete anymore, for a bit. So it stayed in the bin. Right. They completely forgot about it, and we had to empty the bin for the bin men to come, and the bin men took the game away. And it was only no. when I seen the bin emptied, I was like, no. But back then, it was <laughs> literally you could have like one two games a year you have one for your birthday and one for Christmas and that was it so I was like but it's not my fault it's not as though like I got rid of it or anything Chris threw in the bin and I bitched and moaned and probably cried a little bit just to make sure I got it 
and I, I did get it back, but I got the Worms United version instead. Oh, the, yeah, uh, of course. The add-on pack with it as well, yeah. which was ace. I think I properly got into Worms with Worms 2, to be fair, when it, you know, jumped right. up a notch. But I was a, a, an absolute demon with the ninja rope. See, that's what Worms World Party, for me, is the best Worms game yeah that, they, that they've created yeah mainly because this sheer scale of the um opportunities you and online do. was great and it worked it flawlessly superb. and we had the yeah, best game mode ever it was the rope race yeah um and you could just create mazes and you go online and play it and we used to do so many where you can't fight you literally just had your minute go to try and get around these really intricate detailed maps <laughs> to the start to finish and they were so much fun to do really 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 fun we had like a proper, really good online community back then. It was superb. There was no like giving each other abuse and stuff like that. It was literally just all Well, because fun. You, you didn't have um, voice chat. <laughs> 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 That's all it is. The advent of voice chat. That is now... Ruined everything yeah. for everyone. Because now you get like eight-year-olds just effing and blinding at you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> um, right, I'm consulting my uh, Steve, the list that Steve disapproves of here, and I'm seeing um, a one-word topic, and it says Noah. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is that about? Okay, um, give some, uh, <laughs> give a little bit of clarification. What the heck yeah, you're talking so about? Yeah, so basically, I was on IGN just scoping up some news. Um, and then while I was on there, I seen this this picture like on the side saying like thirty odd thousand people are, are reading this thing, and it was just Noah side, and I was like, is that Russell Crowe? And then I thought, oh no, they're doing a spoof of Noah. Was my first sort of reaction. Like, yeah, this no, must be like a funny or die thing or something. Yeah, it, it's not. Can you believe they're actually doing a Noah film, a film of Noah and the Ark? <laughs> so basically, Russell Crowe and is it is his daughter Emma Watson yeah, or I think is, so. Uh, the family member of Emma Watson, um, and it's it looks as though they, I can't get my head around if it's the actual animals he's taken on board it, and it, only it, animals, or if it is literally people I, as well. I think so because there's a massive war going on between them all, and people want to get between on, him and Ray Winston. On, yeah, Ray Winston. <laughs> what weird. Why, Noah? Uh, I'm getting on that ark, and there ain't nothing you can do to stop yeah. me. Everyone up the apple and pears. Yeah. So it's just it's just shocking. I can't. Believe, I, I honestly, all the way through it, was just expecting a jokey comment or like one of the guys with Funny or Die or College Humor or something yeah, to walk out. Like Russell Crowe just turns the camera and oh, it looks like it's going to rain. Yeah, just something ridiculous. But instead, I got something ridiculous for the wrong reasons. Okay. It's an actual film they're bringing out. They're bringing out fucking Noah's Ark. <laughs> Noah's Ark. I mean, we were talking about this in the pub last night. And just how unbelievable it it actually is. It's of all the stories to choose. It's Out of just a Bible story, it it's it it's it seems more like it that is a story than yeah. than, you know, one of the the things they say in the Bible actually happened. If you believe it did. It seems more of like a you know a parable, like oh you know it's what happened because I don't know. For there to be a boat where they have all the animals on, and then they have what like I don't know I I haven't read it so I don't know how many people on there, but let's say ten people in the entire world and it's repopulated from it. Yeah, of all lots these different of, races, lots of flaws in in that. Um, yeah, in that. See, story. I never I never clocked on that when I was a kid when you used to have to sing the little tune. Do you reckon that's going to be the theme song? Yeah, like the they'll, they'll get they'll get Who some. Built the ark? But they get some rock band. They get like Creed to do it. Fucking Yeah. Animals come two by two. Beautiful. Yeah. See, I'd go pay to watch it. If Just that for that. The case. Why if not? Only that was the case. Um. But yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. No. No. Unfortunately. However, something I would like to see is is Preacher. Woo! I'm so excited. I can't believe that just I'm randomly very came up. I'm happy blue. that it's that it may be happening. Uh, well, uh, it's it's definitely in my top five um, comic series of all time. I love it. Preacher um, story of Jesse Custer, who is a um, kind of womanizing alcoholic, um, chain smoking preacher. Um, I was I was like, yeah, are you talking about me until you came uh, out preaching? Uh, but uh, unless I preach about oh, Shemu right. a lot, so technically you do. it could be about yeah. me. Um, and basically, um, 
an angel and a demon make a baby, uh, and that baby then possesses him. Um, <laughs> up until that bit, it sounded like you when like your kid is coming up, going like a baby. What? How do babies get made? Well, an, an angel, angel and a demon. <laughs> so that happens. They he, he gets uh, he gets possessed by this baby demon angel thing um and then he has uh, basically the power of the word of god so he can say tell people to do things and they do it like there's a one of my favorite little bits in it there's um there's a bunch of people who are trying to track him down and one of them he, they're kind of by a beach and he just turns to him and says count every last grain of sand on that beach um so because he's told him to do it he goes and does it and then literally probably about 30 to 40 issues later um, you've completely forgotten about him and then it just comes back to him and he's there with this big bushy beard um, just and he's just like 8 billion 43 I'm done and he's finally done and he's free of that so it's just quite a nice <laughs> little callback but literally anything like that um, it's basically um, it's a road trip um, of him his ex-girlfriend Tulip who's now a hit woman um, yeah. and a uh, British vampire called Cassidy um, basically trying to get vengeance on God it is very twisted yeah it's um, great but God's not the benevolent God that everyone thinks he is he's like um, he, he's a bit of a bar steward um, yeah. just the stories that are, are out there give people the wrong impression of him they think he's all good so he because of what's happened with this demon angel baby thing he's uh, left heaven and he's just chillaxing on earth just waiting for it all to blow over in the Winchester. Um, nice. So, yeah, uh, just, just so many weird and twisted and completely wrong little kind of side stories in it. Um, it's amazing that it's going to get made. But I just really hope they do it right. Yeah, they need to do it justice. It's AMC, so it's on cable in the States, and that means a lot. Anything on, on actual, their version of Terrestrial, or NBC, ABC, CBS, um, it's not even allowed like swearing on nothing it's just really really kind of really bad but cable it's just the wild west hbo especially but amc's obviously walking dead mad men anything like that it, it, you know breaking bad way more kind of free with that they can do pretty much whatever they want who would you have play him i have no idea really have no idea probably kurt russell it's too old no far too old but the, the weird thing is the person who's involved in it um everyone reckons um and it seems to be making sense is seth rogan um he yeah, the tweet really yeah he tweeted um uh, something like finally after seven years of trying one of my all-time favorite stories um we we may actually be getting close to making it and then um the next tweet was um like obviously no one really knew exactly what that was going to be then he tweeted three characters names um one of which i can't say but one of the greatest characters ever made do you know who I mean? I think I know who you're on about. Say, say it, because I just can't, because it's rude. Ass face. Yeah, there you go, thank you. Basically, it's a kid who tries to shoot himself with a shotgun. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, yes. in the face. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he manages to live, but he walks around not being able to speak properly, just drooling everywhere with just a massive crater in his face. <laughs> so, tweet his name. Because um, he's got a cover to himself as well, as he? Yeah, one of the issues. Of the yeah, issues. yeah um, that's right. Well, Sater Killers, um, who is like a kind of, um, essentially was a cowboy who, who went around killing lots of people. So he's become the saint of killers because of all the killing. Um, basically, yeah, so that kind of cemented the deal. I was like, right, he's got to be involved. I doubt he's acting in it. He's probably producing, maybe writing. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he played one of the characters along the way, one of the like, you know... I, in like two or like three episode arc, yeah, yeah, probably a bit more than a cameo. He might have a recurring sort of part in it, one of Cassidy's mates or something like that. But it, it just add a little bit of kind of levity to the whole thing, wouldn't it? If it was someone like that in it, yeah. But I really hope. First of all, I hope that it's kind of not even the start, but kind of continuation of some of these really amazing comic book series coming to the the small screen, like. I just I'm still waiting for why the last that's man. One, that's the one I was thinking. Of. Just that would be that would be such a good TV show. Yeah, no question about it. Um, but then so with this, as long as it's done right. And Bedlam, I'd love to see Bedlam as well. Yeah, Bedlam would be an awesome series. Speaking of which, uh, mm. I, did, I wish there was 
just a place we can find out more information about yeah. about these sort of graphic novels and comics. Yeah, Maybe some like kind some of festival, yeah, some yearly kind of festival convention type thing. Um, just let me have a think. Yeah, about this. A thought, a thought. Yeah. <gasps> Wait a minute. It's the longest drawn out segue. That was a really drawn out time. Yeah, segue for next weekend. It's <laughs> Thought Bubble Festival this in, weekend. Um, well, next yeah, the next weekend that's coming up. So this weekend, it is the next weekend. You're weird. You're like Ash with this. Next weekend is not the weekend coming up now. It's both. The weekend after. It's either. Next. When's the next weekend? The one coming up. No, because that's this weekend. But when is the actual physically the next weekend? Yeah, but happening? I can't I can't have stop the argument it. with you when when stop you it. when you play inverted. Yeah, of course. Oh, don't even get me started about inverting the controllers. Um, exactly. Thought Bubble in Leeds, and it's a Comic Con, but in the truest sense of the the word. None of this Comic Con where you got like it's the star of Blowing Primeval, and it's Warwick Davis and all that. <laughs> Love it for you. It's Warwick Davis now for Thought Bubble. No um, reason. No. He's just going to start his own like sketch show or sketch comic. That'd be ace. Sketch comic. Sketch comic. Comic where he sketches. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. It's a comic about him yeah. sketching a comic. But um, it's I'm very, very, very excited because the amount, the amount of people who seem to be at these other comic cons we go to, like MCM. I'm, I don't know. Most of them. I don't know why, but I don't have that much interest in seeing. But going down the list. It's massive. It's there's so many amazing people there. Like some of the biggest comics that are that are going at the minute, so Saga, um, and Hawkeye, um, Young Avengers, the people who write and draw them, they're all there. So Matt Fraction, David Aha, um, Fiona Staples. Oh, just the the list, as far as I'm concerned, is endless. Um, and I'm very excited. But also Nick Spencer and Fraser Irving are gonna be there again. Woo. Yeah, which is awesome. We'll say hello. Um just Brilliant. Oh, and Ethan Nicole, who does um, Axe Cop. Cop. Reg is very excited about that. Yeah. Got to Dead get excited a, about that. Got to get a little, a little Axe Cop sketch. Oh, hell yeah. Got it. I was gutted when he, he'd done them for Christmas last year on their website. Mm. You could go up and you could have sketches done. Gave and him, I yeah. got my mate one done for Christmas and it looked amazing. And as soon as he got delivered, I was like, oh, I need to get one for me. And then it was too late. Then he stopped doing them. And I was like, well, you can oh. get one done in person. So now I'm going to have to get what one would you done get? in person. What would you actually get? I think I would have to have one of him holding Uni Baby by the horn, because <laughs> um, I love Uni Baby. Although I also love his T Rex. <laughs> uh, There's this one of those that I think if you I'm going to have about. Go Google it. About four or five ideas that I really okay. want done. Um, yeah, but I think when I'm there, I'd be like, "Can you just choose one of these, please, yeah. and draw it?" Because I've got so many ideas I really want. But I think it would be Ace. Brilliant. Yeah. I love him. Um, yeah, if you don't know Axe Cop, basically, just a very quick analogy. Um, it's a, it's two brothers it started off with. Um, so it was um, Ethan and his his baby brother. His baby brother was uh, the the th- the story writer, <laughs> and Ethan was the literally drawer. like three or four at the time, wasn't he? Or yeah. Something. So it's it's basically it was a cop that was um, on on beat, and he was walking down the street, found a, an axe like a fire axe. Um, he picked it up and became Axe Cop, mm-hmm. and the stories are just like that. So there's like he just a, said to his brother, "Right, what, what, what's the characters? What do you want to happen?" And he just tells him, and he draws them. And you can tell it, it is very, very childish, but it's so good at the same time because kids have the best imagination. It's it's not like really harsh and like naughty. It's it's all clean and all dead random. Obviously, there's lots of heads being chopped off, so it's not that clean. But um, there's no, no swearing stuff. It's literally just all dead funny, dead random, completely yeah. out of your head. And there's a baby that has a unicorn horn. Yep, uni baby, um, who's amazing. Avocado cop. Um, <laughs> there's just, just, just so many amazing sidekicks. Uh, it's it's unreal. Um, and he's got a, um, a T-Rex called Wexter, um, who... Has like machine guns and stuff, and he uses them quite often. And uh, there's um, a different. There's an hour TV series of it as well, which hasn't come over to the UK yet, but it's on. In it's the great. However, I do prefer someone on YouTube that actually made their own and uh, narrated over it, yeah, right. and that was done before. It's like a motion comic thing, and it was yeah. done before the TV yeah, series. Card, yeah. And the voiceover for that is amazing. Um, I'll have to put a link up for it somewhere because it's just so good. You need to watch it. Ace. It's a brilliant. So before we go, should we just do one more thing? 
which just one more thing. Quite, a, it's quite a, a. It's it's not one of our usual like you've never heard of this before because everyone has heard about this. Yeah, because we did cover it as well um, in a pod. I, I don't know whether we did. did I think we, we had it on the list and we never talked about it. Did we not? Because I'm sure we talked about it. And I was going Maybe about we the did. Ba- backlash that they got for it, and so the comments of IGN were saying like how just wrong and sick some readers can actually be. Um, I don't know. Wait, are we talking about the same thing here? Back kid. Yeah, okay, I don't remember that. Yeah, man, wow. loads of people going on saying how it's unfair that only people of their, like that, can actually have their dreams fulfilled. Who actually cares <laughs> about, who no, cares about not, them? We did not talk about this. Because at the end of the day, they're not going to know, yeah. you know, they're not going to be able to talk about it. Basically, next week they won't be here. Make-A-Wish <laughs> Foundation, there's a kid who was diagnosed with cancer, and now I think he's in remission. Um, yeah, but he's beat it. His, his, um, his wish was to be Batman, which isn't that the wish of all of us. Um, so they got together um, with the city of San Francisco, San Francisco um, and put together this whole Batman story for him where he'd have to defeat the Riddler and stuff, and he yeah. got the key to the city, going to Batmobile. Save um, the uh, San Francisco yeah, mascot. But this properly went viral, and you know they asked for volunteers, and tens of thousands of people turned up just to cheer him on. Um, and uh, to be honest, from the videos I've seen, it looked like there were too many people. That's the only downside of it. Literally, the streets were just lined as far as the eye could yeah. see with people just cheering back kid on. Um, I mean, it's amazing for him, but if he was... I don't know whether he believed it was happening, do you know what I mean? Or whether he was like, oh, I know that there's people just acting. I don't know how old I'm he is. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he knew it anyway. Yeah, he's just like, this is great, I get to do this. Because that's for me, would have taken out. Maybe I'm just too logical. I think there. it's also because you're, you're Wait, 30, minute. you're not like five, There's like that 70, kid. <laughs> people on the side of the street in the Batman movies. That's me when I'm six. Right, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but people were complaining, why can't this happen to me? Yeah, so basically, going back <laughs> a few weeks ago when they first announced they were doing this and asking for the help, I, IGN put it up on their, um, on one of their posts. Um, say like how amazing is this it's such a good idea and I was like that it really is you go into the comments and you forget just how sick some people are um, unless you're a One Direction fan yeah it, it was basically like that but aimed at this kid um, and San Francisco there was guy, a guy who go in by the time I managed to get home because I live in San Francisco like in the city centre he said by the time I get home um, after being stuck in the traffic that kid will actually be dead what is the point in this and hey. it was just so many people like just no launching into it and I'm like it's it's wrong it's sick I mean I have a twisted sense of humour but not even I found that funny I was like that's just wrong the thing, thing I, I mean I did hear people going why are they spending all this or putting all this attention on one kid when there's so many others that are you know that are dying and want their wish found. but well you got to look at this is the biggest publicity that, that Make-A-Wish Foundation I think ever had yeah the the website crashed because people couldn't, you know, people were going on to try and donate. So the amount of money they've got off this, that'll that'll help other people. It's just it's doing something that big that suddenly they'll put the focus on them. So yeah, yeah that that's why. So what you're saying we need to do is we need to try and copy Make a Wish, where we can try and help make some dying kids' dream come true. So we. Okay, so if you listen to our podcast and uh, diagnosed with a terminal disease. And you really like Shenmue. <laughs> we can do that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That'll be us. <laughs> yes. Oh, we can well should we do a Kickstarter for it? Yes. Okay. I think we should do this. Yeah. Should, oh. no, let's not. Let's just geek out. Okay. okay. <laughs> I've been Dan. I've been Reg. Time to geek out. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.